Welcome, friends, to Merit's Musings. This is a podcast for educators in the very broadest sense. I, Jason Merritt, am a public school teacher and a youth minister in my church and a parent. I've dedicated my life to helping people grow and learn. And I'm something of a writer and a poet, someone who loves language both for its artistry and for its power. In this podcast, I'm going to explore some of my informal thoughts on what it means to be human, especially in the context of being an educator, a minister, and a parent. Often, I will open my musings around a poem I love, because, well, quite honestly, I think any time I spend talking about poetry is time well spent. I invite you to join the conversation. Feel free to write me with your thoughts and your feedback. You can contact me uh, through our website, meritsmusings.buzzsprout.com, and through my Facebook page. And now, on to this week's episode. For today's poem, I'd like to read for you White Knight's Song by Lewis Carroll. I'll tell thee everything I can. There's little to relate. I saw an aged, aged man sitting on a gate. Who are you, aged man, I said, and how is it you live? And his answer trickled through my head, like water through a sieve. He said, I look for butterflies that sleep among the wheat. I make them into mutton pies and sell them in the street. I sell them on to men, he said, who sail on stormy seas. And that's the way I get my bread. A trifle, if you please. But I was thinking of a plan to dye one's whiskers green and always use so large a fan that they could not be seen. So having no reply to give to what the old man said, I cried, come, tell me how you live. And I thumped him on the head. His accent, mild, took up the tale. He said, I go my ways, and when I find a mountain rill, I set it in a blaze, and thence they make a stuff they call Rowland's Macassar Oil. Yet two pence halfpenny is all they give me for my toil. But I was thinking of a way to feed oneself on batter, and so go on from day to day, getting a little fatter. I shook him well from side to side, until his face was blue. Come, tell me how you live, I cried, and what it is you do. He said I hunt for haddock's eyes among the heather bright, and work them into waistcoats buttons in the silent night, and these I do not sell for gold or coin of silvery shine, but for a copper halfpenny, and that will purchase nine. I sometimes dig for buttered rolls, or set limed twigs for crabs. I sometimes search the grassy knolls for wheels of handsome cabs, and that's the way, he gave a wink, by which I get my wealth, and very gladly will I drink your honor's noble health. I heard him then, for I had just completed my design to keep the Minai bridge from rust by boiling it in wine. I thanked him much for telling me the way he got his wealth, but chiefly that he, for his wish that he might drink my noble health. And now, if e'er by chance I put my fingers into glue, or madly squeeze a right-hand foot into a left-hand shoe, or if I drop upon my toe a very heavy weight, I weep, for it reminds me so, of that old man I used to know, whose look was mild, whose speech was slow, whose hair was whiter than the snow, whose face was very like a crow, with eyes like cinders all aglow, who seemed distracted with his woe, 
who rocked his body to and fro and muttered mumblingly and low, as if his mouth were full of dough, who snorted like a buffalo. That summer evening long ago, sitting on a gate. So I picked this poem today, like every poem, because I love it. This is one of the ones I memorize and I recite to my students during our Poetry Out Loud unit when they tell me they can't memorize a short poem. I break out this doozy to hammer home that you can memorize anything. Uh, and I, this is one of the poems that I fell in love with when I first read uh, Through the Looking Glass, which I enjoy so much more than Alice in Wonderland's first piece uh, because the poetry in it's so much better. That's the second book is where you get Jabberwocky and you get this. Um, so it's so much fun, right? There's all these wonderful, playful images. But for me as a teacher and a parent and a sufferer of ADD, uh, this reminds me of the importance of concentration and focus. In the poem, The White Knight keeps asking the old man questions. The old man answers, but the white knight isn't listening, right? So he says, how it is that you live? And the old man says, I look for butterflies and I make them into mutton pies. But the speaker of the poem says, but I was thinking of a plan to dye one's whiskers green. So he asks, but he's already thinking about something else. And that pattern gets repeated until he finally says, I heard him then for I had just completed my design. So at the third repetition, he's ready to finally listen. And so apart from being fun, this poem reminds me of how important it is to listen. Not with your ears, but with your mind. To really be present when you're talking with someone, especially if you're asking them questions, so that you will take in what they have to say. To not let your mind wander off into 10,000 other things to think about dyeing your whiskers green or uh, boiling uh, a bridge. Uh, as a teacher, this is one of my great pitfalls because I'm always thinking about 18 things at once. When I'm talking with a student, I'm thinking about the next step of the lesson that I want to produce. I'm watching for malfeasance in the corners. I'm trying to pay attention to who is zoning out. I'm aware of the clock behind me. I'm constantly monitoring all of these metrics so that I can keep the lesson moving towards its culmination, hopefully being student learning. And so it's very easy for me to only give partial attention to a student when a student deserves and needs as much attention as I can give him or her. So that's the first real value of this poem for me is a reminder to listen with my mind and not just my ears. The second thing I, I, I noticed with this poem is that he says, um, I thanked him for his answer. I thanked him much for telling me the way he got his wealth, but chiefly for his wish that he might drink my noble health. And so if I flip this and I'm no longer the white knight asking questions, but the old man communicating, uh, the old man gets through, gets his message across only when he makes it personal and complimentary. Um, it reminds me of that old uh, bromide that says, or axiom that says, uh, they won't care what you have to teach or what you know until you they know that you care, right? I just trashed that particular phrasing. You'll forgive me. But relationships are the key to excellent education, right? And relationships require 
listening and communication. So it's all tied up with a reminder that communicating content only works if you're also communicating human being to human being and acknowledging that they are valuable in and of themselves and that you recognize it. Finally, that end piece where the old man is described as having eyes like a crow and distracted and rocking and muttering and mouth is full of dough. Uh, he's not great, right? He's a, he's a comedic character. And yet, whenever the white knight has trouble, he remembers him. And I find that very hopeful because as teachers, we're very flawed and we're often comedic and we're bumbling. And yet, even with all of our flaws and our comedic errors and our not very model-like appearance, we still can have a tremendous impact, perhaps because we are simply human. So with that in mind, with those thoughts about concentration and listening and relationships and a recognition that our frailties, inside of our frailties, we can still be enough to help other people learn, I will sign off for this week. May God bless you. Stay safe out there.